Welcome everyone to episode three, four, three, four, episode four of the Living in Truth podcast with Panoplia. Uh, we are excited to be here once again. I'm Caleb. And I am Tabitha. And we're married. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. In fact, just a week ago yesterday, we celebrated three years of marriage together. Yeah. And they have been the most wonderful three... What? Yeah, the most wonderful three years of my yeah, life. Uh-huh. I am home. So today, uh, I will kind of let you take the lead on this one, Tabitha. Okay, so today we're going to talk about every woman's favorite passage in the Bible. <laughs> and why it shouldn't be. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so we're going to be talking about Proverbs 31. Um <clears throat> It's interesting because people talk about Proverbs 31 as a whole, and most people kind of don't read the first nine verses because uh, they're not about women. They're about something else entirely. Um, so this was the words of King Lemuel. We know the Proverbs were being written by Solomon. This was a different king that wrote them and wrote down something his mother taught him, which I think is very nice. Is that what happened? Yeah. Happy belated Mother's Day, by the way. (laughs) Okay, so I guess we'll start, and I'll just read it through. Um, We're starting, this is Proverbs 31, starting in verse 10. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks woolen flax and works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff. Yeah. And her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchants. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. So what made you want to talk about this today? So there's a lot that led up to this, but basically Caleb and I had a conversation recently and it's it's kind of been a recurring session, conversation we've had for a year or two now and a lot of times when people read this um 
they read it like this. We'll do 10 through 12, just for an example. An excellent wife who can find, I am far more precious than jewels. The heart of my husband trusts in me, and he will have no lack of game. I do him good and not harm all the days of our life. And so on and so forth. And so on. Whereas really, the way we should be reading it more is an excellent wife who can find, you should be far more precious than jewels. Your heart, the heart of your husband should trust in you, and he should have no lack of gain. You should do him good and not harm all the days of your life. It's always interesting to me when people point out, uh, or when people say, like, this is who God has made me already. Mm -hmm. I, because, let me remind you again, as I said earlier, this dude's mom gave him this teaching. I am a man with a mother who had very high standards for the woman I would eventually marry. Uh, no one was ever good enough for me until someone was. This mama ain't saying everyone is like this. Right. <laughs> she, the first line, who can find, is in there. Right. Like, <laughs> this just, it cracks me up. Sorry. Yeah, so that's basically the main reason we brought it up is that we want to, um, that these are these are things women should strive to be. It's not something that we are. And I think this is something that's lost in Christianity just in general is that a lot of times we read the Bible and we're like, oh, God's promised me this and God's done this and God's given this and I don't have to do anything. But that's totally not the case. Like Christianity calls us to take off our take off our old self and put on a new self. Um, and I think in putting on a new self, we're supposed to be putting on someone willing, to, a new self willing to change and willing to take in information. Um, and we've kind of lost that. We absolutely have. Um, and that's a church thing as a whole, not just Christian women, obviously. Right. I, I said that. You did say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, so that's our main point with this, but I I think it might be cool if we go through and actually divide break it down. Break it down. I was thinking that too because um, I had some thoughts about individual pieces. Yeah, so a lot of this too. is kind of older. Um, you know, it's it can be a little difficult to read and understand. I feel like verse ten is. Well, well, is it though? Because it says an excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. And what immediately springs to my mind, what makes jewels pre precious? The value. What gives them value? The, I mean, a lot of things. It depends. I mean, obviously with a diamond, it's the hardness of it. Well, yeah. And the, the ability to stay shiny. Uh, how about the rarity? Okay. Because when I when I when I think about a jewel, it's not something that you just see digging around in the dirt. You've got to look for it. You've got to find it, and it's different than anything else you're gonna find. And I think, as this is to guys in particular, not to women, when you are seeking someone to marry, venture outside of the culture that everybody's following. Venture outside of those copy machine clone women that you see in sororities a lot of the time <laughs> like just for an example find someone different because 
life is a lot better when you're married to someone who is different and a, a different person is going to be better to you as long as you understand how valuable that makes them. Mm-hmm. That's good. So verse um, 11, it says, The heart of her husband trust in her, and he will have no lack of gain. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot in this. Just It talks about the importance of trust. Um, and when we're talking about trust... There are so many aspects to trust, but, like, your husband should never question you. Um, If you ever think about holding something back from your husband that happened or in a situation or something, that's not trust. Like, there should be no page unturned, no incident unspoken between you and your husband. Because when it talks about, and he will have no lack of gain, you know, when, when you have complete trust in someone you can just keep moving forward yeah you know when you lose trust in someone you're constantly having to move back and you're constantly looking over your shoulders wondering what's going to happen next yeah whereas when you can trust someone and you know you're talking about everything with that person all you're doing is looking forward to the next big thing right okay verse 12 she does him good and not harm all the days of her life that kind of goes with the trust, you yeah, know. Yeah, absolutely. Just wishing the best and supporting your husband and everything. Um, 13, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. I mean... And you can even go further into the next couple of verses with what you're about to say about that. But Yeah, well, <laughs> well with this, I think women... women should be hard workers, whether that is, like, working hard and your homestead working hard and childbearing working hard in your career um whatever it is you do you should work hard with it Mm -hmm. at it i guess is the better terminology yeah well (laughs) that's yeah absolutely true i've got not much else to add to that yeah but just like you know it says she works with willing hands so i think that takes this whole change to um you know, I see a lot of, and I'm, I'm bad about this. Like I, I hate doing like dishes and stuff like that, but I should be like, it says to work with willing hands. Like I should be willing to do my dishes and I should be willing to keep the house clean and willing to work. Um, and so I think just going about it without dread and with a grateful heart is kind of implied there. Okay, 14. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. I don't know why reading that just now just made me think about a Wednesday night potluck at church. <laughs> don't forget your casseroles. I, I was going to say, I picture like a Wednesday night potluck at like a Southern Baptist church yeah. where all the casseroles are coming in. But then this one random woman's like, I made this Japanese little, like, she brought her food from afar. Like, what in the world is this? weird flavor of sushi. Oh, that's what you were thinking? That's what that that's just as a joke. Obviously, that's not what it's talking about. <laughs> okay. Caleb's brain goes elsewhere sometimes. Um, but you know, just like brain this can have so many implications, you know, we're talking about bringing, but this could also mean, you know, a lot of churches do meal trains when people are sick or have just had babies, and I think this applies to that. Um, like we have friends who constantly take food to their neighbors when they have extra food. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of implied there. Um, 
In verse 15, it says, She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. That sort of goes along with what we were talking about earlier, that willingness to do everything you can to work hard to support your family. Right, yeah, and... I don't have kids, but I imagine moms with kids really understand this, having to wake with your kids. And, you know, women are just very much meant to be providers in the home in a different way than men are. Not that men can't and women can't (laughs) provide in the same way, but you know. Yeah, there are definitely some rules. Yeah. Okay, 16. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. I think this kind of just implies having, I don't know, kind of having a passion, I think, you know, and doing something with it, whether your passion be your job or a hobby that you, you know, like, like going back to people in the churches, you have those people who get together and knit blankets to take to elderly or homeless and stuff like that. One thing I notice is that she considers a field and buys it because some people not just women some people are willing to jump into something they're just randomly feeling without really thinking Mm. about it really praying about it really understanding the ramifications of what they're doing they'll just jump into it considers a field and buys it and with the fruit of her hands she plants a vineyard she's still willing to jump into something but she's got the wisdom to consider first and i think that's huge too that's good i like that 17 she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong work out just kidding (laughs) i think if i can say something to that though we are when we talk about strength a lot of people focus on it's the man's role to be the strong protector and the woman's role not to be. And that's true in an, to an extent. But this kind of goes against to me the idea that, you know, homegirl can't handle herself. <laughs> that may, I'm sorry to say it that way, but I, I, that's the best way my brain could think to phrase it. Like, not that men shouldn't protect their women, but... You said homegirl can't handle hers. Yeah, go against the idea that homegirl can't handle herself. Oh, gotcha. I'm I'm sitting here like I'm (laughs) totally not on the same page. Well, and I think it's saying just, you know, because a lot of this is in the role of a marriage, you know, Mm -hmm. and in a marriage, I think a lot of this has to do that whatever your husband goes through, like you need to be strong and be his strength beside him. Oh, I didn't think of that. This is why I need you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, cause I'm just thinking like, think of all the people and like, like for example, like I'm, this isn't meant to be a political thing at all, but like Mike Pence and his wife, you know, like they have that rule not to go into a room with some, with. Yeah. Someone oh, of the opposite gender alone. Yeah. And it's different, but you know, she sits there and stands beside him with her strength, no matter what repercussions they face from people for whatever it is they do you know then 18 she perceives that her merchandise is profitable her lamp does not go out at night you know 
this this one like obviously some women there are a lot of women who are stay-at-home moms and they take care of kids during the day and then they pursue their passions in the wee hours of the night yeah and that could be accurate to this but i also think it could be accurate could be talking about childbearing you know like when you're when you have a newborn baby you have to get up and nurse at night so your lamp doesn't go out Mm. you know and as a mother um in the evening you're checking over your kids and worried about them yeah again it's just that general idea of how much work it takes to be a wife here and the willingness to do that mm-hmm. well i think that's I, we can't we can go on and keep doing this but it, i think it gets a little redundant <laughs> yeah a lot of this we're gonna say you the know. same thing yeah, but just, you know, I we really just do this because I want to challenge you to read it and see what you can do better. Um, you know, like I, I told y'all, I, I don't like doing dishes, so obviously maybe I need to learn to do <laughs> dishes with more willing hands. Um, you know, but a lot of times we we get married and we think that's the end you know and i think i think the whole concept of proverbs 31 is kind of meant to go against that that when you get married you don't everything's not just good you know when you get married you're supposed to still work and you're supposed to still try to be the best you can be for the other person and this isn't just like a woman thing men need to do the same thing too but but i feel like a lot of times in christian culture men are a lot more like man i need to change and do better and women are like i don't need to do anything because i'm precious i'm far more precious than jules so why do i need to do anything you know and i think this is totally a mindset that we and we need to kill in the church i guess you know because everybody needs to be working harder at something um We'll probably get into a podcast on that. Yeah, eventually, plenty. that's a whole other topic in itself. But um, and I want to reiterate again. I know I've said it a couple of times. I want to reiterate it again. This passage from Proverbs thirty-one was not written for women to feel special or loved. They are, but it wasn't written for that. It wasn't even written for women. Period. In my opinion. I think women can use it as a model and should use it as a model. It was written for men, as you see in the first few verses of Proverbs 31, where basically uh, his mom is telling him, dude, what are you doing? Like (laughs) comparing being with a woman who's not good enough for him to, you know, being a drunkard and all this other stuff. Like that the idea is for men to understand that they need someone like this. Men need a good wife, and men need a good wife because of where they would go without one. Mm-hmm. And I think you can use it as a model to make yourself a good wife, and men, you can use it as a model to understand what you need to look for. Yeah. It definitely um, goes against our typical society. Yeah. way of living right now. Definitely. Very, uh, that Julia Michael song issues is pretty accurate to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so in doing this too, I, I want to re also reiterate that like this shouldn't be something you use to measure against your female friends and try mm-hmm. and degrade them. 
Um, you know, we, we all have different callings in our lives and we all have different ways of thinking and being. Um, and so just on that front, like, don't go up to your friends and if, if you translate it one way, it doesn't mean someone else translation is wrong. You know, like some people look at keeping your hands willing working with willing hands some people might look at that as like working around the house with willing hands and other people might look at that as working in a job like both things are super needed yeah and super respected um so you know just just in general we shouldn't like the bible says that if you see sin we should call it out but it's all in the way you do it you know and i think social media is a really bad place for that kind of stuff today things get so lost um in the bible when people did things wrong or people didn't worry about like had issues they went to that person face to face and spoke to them one-on-one about it Mm -hmm. you know um but like i said if the only reason we should be calling people out is if like we check ourselves first and make sure that we're not you know because a lot of times when we call women out we're just jealous of them and where their life has taken them a lot of times. Um, so definitely check for pr- that kind of stuff before you go talk to someone. And if you do feel the need to talk to someone, do it in a loving way. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's also important to remember um, that sin is sin because it says it's sin in Scripture. Sin is sin. Sin is not sin because you interpreted a Scripture a certain way. Right. Um differences in scripture interpretation can be discussed and debated all day long but you are not supposed to assume that the person next to you is going to hell because they believe differently what is that phrase don said if it's a oh yeah if the bible says demon locusts it's demon locusts yeah (laughs) yeah when it comes down to it (laughs) that's become one of my favorite phrases and so um so when it comes to your interpretation of proverbs 31 um not exactly a super heavy doctrinal issue that bends your salvation on it but it is at least important to understand why it was written and what it actually says right yeah so thanks for listening if you have any questions comments concerns um feel free to email us uh, panoplyaworship at gmail.com find us on instagram at panoplyaworship yeah and uh, be on the lookout for some musics as well. Yep. So thanks for tuning in. Mm-hmm.